Discover what's happening around our province with todayinbc.com. Sign up today to get the latest news right to your inbox and never miss the news that's important to you and your family. From community news in your neighborhood to what's happening in our province, your source for daily news is todayinbc.com. Welcome to PQ Beat, a podcast of the Parksville Qualicum Beach News. Hi, everyone. I'm Philip Wolf, editor of the PQB News and Vancouver Island Daily. The Quality Foods Oceanside Generals recently wrapped up a very successful Vancouver Island Junior Hockey League season, reaching the league final before falling to the Peninsula Panthers. Joining us today to talk about the season and the Generals program as a whole, we welcome in head coach Dan Lemon. Dan, thanks for being with us. No, thanks for having me, Philip. You've had some time to reflect on the end of the season. How would you sum it up as a whole? been a very successful season and you know we've had a week or so to be compressed after a tough loss in the finals you know super proud of the organization and the boys and we just took steps forward this year that maybe we almost didn't expect it to take you know we've been building this program and, and we kind of knew we were building something that maybe next year could be our year to win a championship just with some of our birthdays some of our players and whatnot but this year was a little bit of a surprise i wouldn't say it was a huge surprise we had great leaders this year and, and we kind of surprised ourselves by you know, sweeping Campbell River in, in round two and getting to the finals. It was a great learning experience for not only the kids who are coming back next year, but, you know, myself and the organization, kind of a stepping stone for getting us hopefully to the finals and to win it all next year. So really proud of the team and the organization, and hopefully this year is just a stepping stone for next year. For people who might not know, can you detail what the VIGHL is all about in terms of level of skill and opportunities for the players? So the VIGHL's got 11 teams in it. We had two expansion teams this season in Port Alberni and Lake Cowichan. And the league is for a development league. We're trying to get players to Junior A, and there's only so many limited opportunities for Junior A players. So it gives kids on the island a place to learn the game, get better at their craft and their skill, and, and hopefully develop them in to get to the next level, whether that be WHL for some of the younger guys or Junior A for some of the younger guys. It also gives a, a chance for, you know, 19, 20-year-old players to be able to still compete at a high level and, and have some fun with their friends. So it's a league that's mainly based off 17 to 20-year-old players. You get some 16-year-olds who are players that would rather play junior hockey than, than maybe play elsewhere and play with kids their own age. And, you know, it's a great league and certainly um, a competitive league. Where did you play your own minor hockey? I grew up in Winnipeg, so I played for the uh, Winnipeg Monarchs AAA team growing up in Winnipeg. And when I was 15, I moved out here to the island and then played uh, three years with the Generals and two years in couch and their junior A team there. So I'm a player that kind of made my way through the junior B league to get to junior A. And, and yeah, I think it really helps you. You know, kids at 16, 17, 18, they're still developing, and, and this gives them an opportunity to get better and play with kids that are a bit bigger and a bit older and help them get to the next level. So I'm certainly person that's gone through it and got to the next level so I can understand how helpful the league was for my personal success as well. Who are some of your own favorite players growing up and how would you describe your style as a player? I grew up in Winnipeg so obviously I was a huge Winnipeg Jets fan. I have season tickets and you know I've had a lot of good friends. Derek Carlisle was a good friend growing up. His dad was Randy Carlisle who's an NHL who played for the Jets and I would have to say my favorites were when I was a little kid, it was Dale Howardchuck for sure. And then uh, as I was getting a bit older, maybe Eric Lindros, Chris Chelios, those type of guys, the gritty guys, Matthew Barnaby, I always really liked. 
you know, I've had a unique experience growing up in Winnipeg where I could be on the ice all the time and the season tickets to the Jets. I had a lot of opportunities to me and I also had great coaches growing up as well. So that kind of defined me going forward as a player that had high hockey IQ, I think I would say. And I definitely knew like the defensive structure of where I need to be defensively at a young age. And I think that helped me as I got into my junior years. I was a stay-at-home D-man, I would say. Physical, a little bit tough maybe. Certainly not afraid to kind of get in there and use my size. And then as I progressed through junior, you know, I played on some power play in, in junior A. And, and certainly for the generals in my last year, I was a, kind of an offensive guy. What was it like being Matthew Barnaby's only fan? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I always just enjoy the guys that would get under people's skin. And I thought he was a guy that, you know, could take it and could also give it. I'm sure there wasn't too many Matthew Barnaby fans back in the day, but certainly I was one of them. Oh, he was very good at what he did. Yeah, for sure. Now, what was your experience with the generals like as a player? It was great. You know, I came at 16. I was listed in the WHL with the Medicine Hat Tigers at the time. And at that point, I had only played Bantam hockey in Winnipeg. I played AAA Bantam. And then I moved out here. Playing with, you know, guys who were five years older than me at that point was kind of eye-opening. And certainly, I'm still friends with a lot of those guys that I played with with the Generals. It, it was a lot of fun. And obviously, you grow up pretty fast when you're 16 years old in the dressing room with 20-year-old guys. And when I think of the Generals, I think of my lifelong friends and how much fun I had and when I was younger. You know, I played there for three years. And I think by the time I was 18, a lot of my friends were the older guys when I was younger. And that's when I decided to, to try my luck at Junior A. And what was your experience like in Cowichan? It was great. The head coach was Scott Robinson, who is uh, kind of a hard guy, I would say, but certainly me and him always got along. And the assistant coach when I was there the whole time was Doug Bodger, who was a professional and, and just an all-around great guy. And I got two years of kind of working under Doug, and he really helped me out, taught me a lot. You know, I take away a lot of my coaching style from those two guys, Scott being a hard guy, but also a nice guy to me, and then Doug being one of the nicest guys I've ever met. Certainly a great coach. And I, I don't know if he's still coaching in uh, the WHL in Victoria, but I know he was. And it doesn't surprise me. He was just uh, always happy, an always happy guy. Always just kind of taught me how to treat people and treat players. Another coach that I started out with was Steve Parsons. When I was 21, I coached Major Midget with Steve as an assistant to him. And he was a guy that I learned a lot from. And I learned how close the coaching staff can be. And when you have a tight coaching staff, I think the players see that it helps to create like a culture and a team and family type atmosphere. So those three guys are definitely three guys that really helped me out and really helped me out along with uh, my coaching style and the coach I am today. When did you decide to get into coaching and how did you get your start there? So I just played junior. I aged out in Cowichan and I had some scholarship opportunities that I didn't take at that time. I was working for the city just part-time, running some hockey camps and stuff when I think I was 21 years old then. And I was actually playing rec hockey in Nanaimo here. And we played against a team that Steve Parsons was on and he had just moved back to the island. He was coaching the major midget team and I, I didn't know him then, but he knew a, a fellow friend of mine who was on my team, Lawrence Amy, after we played them in rec hockey. Um, he reached out to Lawrence and just uh, asked who I was. And then he randomly phoned me up one day and mentioned who he was, um, mentioned that he was going to be coaching the major midget team. He was looking for an assistant coach. I think for me, not committing and not going to any of my opportunities to play at university hockey level, I think I still had something to give to the game. And thought I just kept playing rec hockey and that was it. So I wanted to get involved and, and I'm glad I did because, you know, coaching's really, really been one of my passions for the last 10 years or so. What makes a good coach? 
There's a number of things. I think being relatable to who you're coaching is a big thing. I think that's probably one of my best assets in coaching is that I can be relatable to the kids. You know, I've been there. I played for the Generals. I'm not an out-of-touch 36-year-old. I'm still young at heart. I think being a great communicator is obviously very, very important. But I think the most important thing with coaching is like what you're teaching. I think the kids these days need to see that what you're teaching is working. And when it does work and they see that what you're teaching them is working, there's a trust that that gets built. And then I think that's how for most kids these days, they need to see that what you're teaching them is working. And when that does happen, then then there's the buy-in factor. So there's a number of things, but I think those are, are really important things. How has the game changed from when you were a junior player? It's a lot less physical. You know, some of the hits that happen nowadays, you get suspended for the hits that were clean hits back in the day. So I think the physicality has changed. There's a lot more speed and skill these days. At our junior B level, you know, we're wearing cages now. So the intimidation factor maybe isn't quite as high as what it used to be. But I also think that the kids are different. And I think when I was playing junior, you know, coaches could get away with being hard coaches. Kids need to be treated better, I would say, than what maybe what we were treated like when I played junior. But for the most part, you know, the team building is all the same. And, yeah, you have to have a togetherness in the dressing room and on the ice. That's never going to change in hockey. But certainly there's some small things that have changed. I think it's more of a speed skill game than it is a physicality game now. From hidden local hotspots to outrageous wildlife rescues and trend-setting hotels, westcoasttraveler.com shares the latest travel news from your local community and beyond. Travel the spectacular west coast of the U.S. and Canada without leaving your armchair and start taking notes for your next adventure. Make your next vacation or staycation the best it can be. Visit westcoasttraveler.com. How many times would Scott Stevens be suspended nowadays? I was just with some friends and we were watching the Eric Lindros open ice hit. And if that were to happen now, you know, we wouldn't be playing for the rest of the season, that's for sure. It's something that you got to get used to, obviously, and you got to teach different ways of going about finishing checks. And I think that's something that kids are still learning these days. How difficult has it been coaching during the ongoing COVID-19 pandemic? It was really tough. The season was pretty straightforward, I think. You know, obviously, there's, you're getting these COVID tests that are coming positive. So there's roster changes and stuff that happened last second. But last season, where we only got to play 12 games and we were practicing all year without contact, it was really hard. You're not having fans there. I think the big thing this year that we kind of missed out on, it's such a good run with our team, is that we didn't get to do a lot of community stuff. We couldn't go and, and do the parades or go to the schools. This year, that was kind of one of the big challenges is trying to get out in the community. And I don't think we were able to do that all that much. Certainly the past two years has been pretty tough. And we had a good team two years ago where we swept the first round of the playoffs and we were waiting to play Campbell River. And then the season just got canceled. And that was a really tough part of the year when you play all season long and then they just take that away from your 20-year-olds. And I know there's a lot of upset kids there. So it was kind of like unfinished business this year for us. And you do feel sorry for those, those kids that aged out during the pandemic. Can you talk a little bit about some of your graduating players this year, what they've meant to the program and what might be next for them? Brett Arnett, who is our captain, is such an important piece and one of the best leaders that I've been able to coach. And he had a couple of suspensions this season where you can see our record without him and then our record with him and, and how much he meant to our team. And he was a player that was here for three years, I believe, maybe four years, and, and just developed progressively, got better and better and better and better. As you'd expect in junior hockey, his leadership was invaluable for our team. And 
is such a big important piece for us getting to where we got this season a guy who will go down is you know one of the best leaders in general's history i would say he will be missed and certainly um you know you're hoping that some other guys who are turning 20 next year will be able to fill the gap with him with him leaving so he's an important guy that's going to be gone Grayson Weemy is a five-year general. He played for the last five years with me. It was just incredible to see him develop, not only a hockey player, but as a person as well over the last three and a half years that I had him. Another player would be Trey Boylan, who's a D-man that I've had. Just a great kid. He's a guy that's well-liked in the room, well-liked off the ice, a steady D-man, you know, a character guy in the room, and, and certainly a guy that over the last three years, I would say, is you know, a very important piece in us trying to change the program. I think when I traded for him, we got him from the Nanaimo Buccaneers. And I know when I phoned him, we had a conversation that he was, you know, I'm happy to kind of leave the Buccaneers at that point. They thought they had a winning team then. And we were kind of a team that was just on the up and up. It was my first year there. And, and sure enough, I, you know, I spoke to him. I said, don't worry. It's not going to last forever. And we're going to be the better team soon. And, and, you know, that took place the next following season. So he's been a big part of this rebuild, a big part of the culture in the dressing room. He, he will be missed as well. And then our last 20-year-old is Chase Heslop, a speedy forward, certainly a guy that played power play, a guy who played penalty kill, quieter guy in the room, I would say, but certainly a guy that added a lot of a lot on the ice where he can play in all situations and help lead this team to one of its best seasons ever. So all four guys are captains and our assistant captains this season. They just did a great job leading this team and leading our franchise to one game away from the, winning the whole thing. So. Um, all four will be sorely missed, but we're big parts of this organization taking the next step. So for our future captains and assistants, those four guys have just such a great job kind of paving the way and, and leaving them a blueprint to, to how to win a championship in this league. So hopefully our guys next season can take that. It takes some things away from those boys and, and we can get there next year. Get fast access to breaking news by signing up now to Black Press Media's free newsletters and stay informed with all the latest news delivered directly to your inbox. You'll have access on any device, so you never have to miss out again on the information you need to know. What are your coaching plans for the future? I will definitely be back. I think I've got two years left on contract that I signed at the start of this season so i'm gonna fulfill those two years for sure and then we're gonna see after that but i've been doing this for 10 11 12 years coaching and this is my fourth season i believe with oceanside so i'm gonna do six years and then we're gonna see where we're at there is kind of a succession plan in place i've got max Creighton and Ree coleman who are two very very good assistant coaches dedicated guys and guys that certainly deserve an opportunity to sometime be head coaches in this league and, and we're going to see after another two seasons after this and see where i'm at and see where they're at and that could be it for me so we're hoping that we can get a championship in those next two seasons that's for sure what would be your best advice for any young hockey players out there you know hard work is one of the biggest things and it's not always going to go your way so having some resilience and determination that sometimes things don't go your way but you just have to work through it i think a lot of kids these days are so easy to quit so easy to get frustrated at things instead of just putting in the hard work and trying to listen to your coaching and try everything possible to, to develop and there's so many things for kids these days social media and everything else and and you know you can't really listen to everyone else you just need to listen to yourself and then put in the hard work so i would just say keep your head down keep working hard and be uh, resilient as you can. dan thanks so much for doing this thank you so much for having me philip it was a pleasure and uh hopefully talk to you again soon that's this edition of pq beat produced by the parksville qualicum beach news thank you for joining us if you have suggestions for topics or guests, we would like to hear from you. You'll find our contact information on our website, pqbnews.com.
Why spend hours searching dealerships, comparing makes and models? Find the best of BC's inventory in one place, todaysdrive.com. You'll have access to inventory across BC, where you can easily find a vehicle that fits your needs and gets you where you need to go in comfort. Get in the driver's seat. Don't miss out on the many options we have available for you. Powered by Black Press Media, todaysdrive.com connects you with exclusive new and used car deals.